dog. Now Wellesley cut up pass to Makinson. Makinson goes in at the corner. That could be the try that wins it for Saints. They huff and they puff and they blow the Warrington hands down again. Get the ground, she said. Bursting through, bursting over. Keely Joseph. She's been one of the Roosters' best. That might be, just might be the match sealer. On Sky Sports Radio and Radio Tab, this is the Big Sports Breakfast Weekend. And welcome back to the show with Dino and Ray and time to be joined now, as always, on a Sunday morning by Phil Buzz Rothfield. Buzz, good morning. And we've just heard from Craig Fitzgibbon. We've heard from Mick Ennis. We heard from Zorba earlier. It's been a fascinating yeah. opening round. Yeah, it has, hasn't it? Mm. Um, I've been the closeness and the scores more than yeah. anything else and you know I blew up last year more than anyone else I think about the blowouts and uh, the cheese I enjoyed yesterday afternoon uh, I watched the girls and then the three uh, men's games they were, it was just outstanding you know and lots of drama mm. cricket ground and then on the Sunshine Coast and what a win by Melbourne Storm I, I honestly thought they were gone yeah. um, when the West Tigers you know for that try in the second half. Buzz, it took you 3.1 seconds to get stuck into the bunker. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Look, you know what? That first try they took off Tedesco, I'm, I'm worried that the bunker... That the, the bunker's got too much power. I remember going to Crick Ground as a kid, and I thought back to that yesterday, and you'd see a try like the Roosters scored yesterday and you'd be up on your feet and you'd be clapped. It didn't matter who you followed. You'd always go to the cricket ground because it was match of the day. And But then we had this thing happen yesterday and they just took it off them. Mm. And I thought it was nitpicking. I, I, I didn't think it was necessary to jump in there. I, look, I, I think the bunker's a great thing for captain's challenges, but they can overplay their hand. Mm. And I just... If they're going to pull that try up like they did yesterday, they're going to pull up every instant like that for the rest of the year. Are they going to, with a, you know, are they going to put as much examination to every try that's scored? If they do, Buzz, it'll just frustrate the fans. What about Penrith on Thursday night, Buzz? It was a you know, big a start of the year. And... Everyone was excited, and the first two tries were denied. And I'm not saying that the decisions were wrong. I don't know. It just leaves you a bit flat at times, I guess, doesn't it, oh, Buzz? Oh, dog. No, I'm, don't say you're not sure. The Brian Tothoe try was That was a try. The well, second, exactly. second one was a try. nowhere else to go, dog. Yeah. Little I couldn't, that, couldn't have disappeared. That, so. Yeah. And look, they won easily. It didn't affect the score line. But it, in a tighter game, it will. It, Buzz, it, it, we've had a couple of SMSs this morning about the obstruction rule. It, I know it's black and white, but... It, is there a certain thing called common sense that's not applied to the to, to these rulings? Ray, there's two C words. Mm. Common sense and consistency. Mm. All your listeners, all your fans, all members, all coaches, that's all they want. Yep. Common sense and consistency. And it shouldn't be that hard. Mm. Dino? That top hoe try was a try. Was, mm. And it was a magnificent play from a little pocket dynamo and um, showed why he's the number one winger in the game. and Yeah, but look, fortunately it didn't affect the results. And look, guys, we should really be talking about footy, but look, we get worked up watching sport, don't we? Live mm. sport. And Twitter can be a dangerous thing sometimes when sitting next to you on the lounge. And, yeah. 
buzzing. And your... you, you make all these sort of heat of the moment comments. <laughs> Not like you, Phil, to be <laughs> impulsive. Yeah, good on you, Dean. You raised it. Now listen, <laughs> your what's the buzz column today? The NRL uh, is facing a huge TV ratings clash with the Socceroos on March 24. Just run us through that buzz. Yeah, well, you know how big a Socceroos World Cup qualifier is, and you know you only got to think back to John Aloisi, the goal there, one of the most famous moments at the Olympic Stadium. Well. On March 24, it clashes in round three with St George Illawarra and um, and the Cronulla Sharks, the local derby, will be on in Wollongong that night. But it'll be a tough night for NRL ratings because um, there's a huge following the Socceroos, a massive following, um, and um, there's a huge contingent of media who will be covering this game, all up about 150 journalists. There's 69 alone coming from Japan, 34 journos, 25 photographers. Uh, Football Australia's had 83 applications from the Australian media. It's going to be shown live on Channel 10. And um, Look, I'll be watching the Rugby League, but I'll be flicking over the Socceroos all night because yeah. I'm a huge fan. They're one of my favourite national teams. And, yeah. Channel surfing. But it won't Buzz. make it easy that night. Mm, channel surfing. Hey, Buzz, um, if you don't mind, we've got a call. He just wants to come on and ask you a question. Ray from Borkham Hills, I think, is on the line. Ray, good morning. Good morning, Ray. Good morning, Bulldog. Hello, Busby. Oh, who's that? Ah, Ray? Is that the great Ray, Ray Hadley? Hadley. <laughs> now, what listen, do you need, uh, I, need a, I need to put the record straight. I believe <laughs> that last week Buzz alluded to a column that I once wrote for the Sunday Telegraph. He did. <laughs> And I was so illiterate that he had to ghost it for me. I, I just want to, there's a few things I want to set the record straight on. This is the first one. Roy Miller, the great editor of the Sunday Telegraph, mm-hmm. could see something in me, so he decided to give me a column called Hadley's Hard Hits. Now, I was a much younger man and much more reasonable, and I found it very difficult to criticise people. So what Buzz used to do, I'd put in my ten hard hits, and he'd, he'd be campaigning someone at the time, so he decided to take it over <laughs> and give it to some poor bugger under my non plume. So I'd be fighting with people Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday about my hard hit on a Sunday, and I'd be saying, mate, I didn't file that. So now Buzz has turned it around that he was, in fact, ghosting my column. What he was doing was using it for nefarious means... <laughs> Check that one out in the spell check, Buzz. <laughs> now, it means to attack poor bludgers that I had nothing to do with. Now, secondly, let me deal with this very quickly. There's been a long-standing myth about what happened at the park all back in the 1980s. Here we go. Get to the truth of this. I climbed out of... Shut up, Buzz. I climbed out of bed, okay, under the care of Dr. Nathan Gibbs to give my guts to the continuous call team in call state of origin. I then went home to the park all floor six, collapsed into bed... I started getting phone calls and bangs on the door from this pest. And the reason he's called Buzz and watched the buzz is very simple. You know those little mosquitoes that buzz around your head and the blowflies that come at picnics? Well, that's why he got the nickname Buzz. Not because of, you know, he's the buzzword. So he's banging on the door, carrying on. He alleges that I struck him. What happened, as you know, he's got a rather large scooter. He kept pushing and pushing and pushing. I slammed the door in his face. The hooter got struck by the door. The claret flowed, and it's turned into this 
uncoverable attack by me on him. Now, there's a few things to set the record straight. That's two of them. Rocky Miller can confirm Hadley's aunt it. There are no witnesses to the incident on floor six of the park wall, but I'll tell you what I'll do. If he keeps bagging the crap out of me on this program, and I know that he doesn't get a big gun electronic media, I will return serve on floor six sometime in 2022. The other thing I'll say to you, while my, while my career is... Can I get a word <laughs> Buzz, what's your retort? <laughs> Ray, uh, I've got a couple of questions to fire back at you. Yes. Number one, does your multi-million dollar agreement with TTB allow you to appear on the commercial network? With special permission, I spoke to the management of the radio station this morning and they said, what do you want to go on for? I said, they give it to that little budget. They said, go for your life. <laughs> right. Okay. Question two. Yes. Is it, is it true that when Dorber was flogging you in the ratings in the very early days, he said Ray Hadley could rob a bank without a balaclava and get away with it because no one knows who he is. Factually incorrect. What he actually said was Ray Hadley is the only person in the media who could rob a bank without a mask on and no one knows who he is. So you've got it all made sure right, but like many things you do with you haven't got it exactly right. Well, Raymond... I actually gave you a rap last week because you needed to lift your profile back in those days, right? <laughs> and you came banging on Rocky Miller's door and said, Roy, can I have a column, please? No one knows I <laughs> And I was, the poor, I was the sporting editor at the time and had to take it out. Look, I'm not going to go back to the Park Royal. I could call it a coward punk. But I'm <laughs> But I will, I will share with our listeners today that I have known Raymond Morris Hadley for 40 years. Yes, correct. But we've only, we've only spoken for about 25 of those. <laughs> <laughs> and if you keep going, it'll be only about 22. <laughs> yeah. Well, I no, take... It's lovely to hear your voice, Raymond. No, Baz, I, I never miss a segment. I usually get the podcast a week later. <laughs> Well, Ray Hadley, you've come in off a long run with a couple of bounces, and but I think Buzz yeah. has sort of ducked and weaved and gone okay. But oh, no, no. He's, done, he's done what he's normally done. He's obfuscated and blamed someone else. <laughs> <laughs> Look, fantastic. Hey, Ray, great to hear from you. And I know the footy season's on for young and old again, and it's fantastic. And yeah. hey, Ray, ring in any time you want on a Sunday morning when Buzz is on. No problem at all. No, no, I, no, I, I won't make a pest of myself like he does. <laughs> well, when you come on here, Ray, it doubles your ratings. <laughs> yeah. Hey, listen, Bulldog. Listen, Dave, you start on me. I'm writing I'll start talking about something you text me about this morning not to talk about. I'll see you later. <laughs> Good on see you, Ray. Ray. Thanks for the call, Ray. Well, <laughs> there you go, Buzz. He was listening. Oh. I did say last time he'd be careful. He might be listening. Well, you know, he listens all the time, doesn't he? <laughs> I wanted to start talking about his first wedding and how I was on table three and all that sort of thing back in those days, but... Thought I'd better not. Yeah, you might move on yeah. from that. Hey, Buzz, I did want to ask you a couple of things about the What's the Buzz column. Tarek Sims, what's happening there? Yeah, really interesting story, mm. uh, guys, because I think he's offered to George Illawarra. Look, he, for a state of origin player, not to make the starting 17 at the Dragons uh, would be an indication that 
um, with his contract up this year that uh, he's not really part of um, Anthony Griffin's plans. Melbourne Storm are well aware of this situation. Melbourne Storm, of course, are losing a number of their key forwards next year. So they've got they've got the Bromwich brothers going. They've got um, uh, Brandon Smith going, and of course they've got Kafusi going to Redcliffe as well. So they're desperate to rebuild, and they uh, they had Tarek Sims and his wife Ashley, who was also his manager at Storm headquarters in Melbourne uh, the week before last. They're very very keen. They obviously have a much higher opinion of Tarek than St George do, and. Um, Look, he's getting on. What is he, 32 years of age now? But he, he seems to think he's got another two or three years in him. And um, interesting story, Tarek, because I thought he played a lot better in Origin last year than he did with St. George Illawarra last year. But, but look, he obviously had much better players around him, didn't mm. he? But look, I am very, very confident that he'll be wearing the um, Melbourne Storm jersey next year. Buzz Craig Bellamy, this coming week, 500. Mm. NRL games in charge as a coach. Just an extraordinary achievement. We all know he's in the top echelon of all time coaches, but you know, where do you place him? You've been around a while now. Yeah, geez, that's a tough question, Dog. I actually ran the most experienced coaches in the column today, and Wayne Bennett, number one, with 890 games, Timmy Sheen, 669, Brian Smith, 601, and then Craig Bellamy comes in fourth with. Um, 499th last night. Where do I rate him? Look, I was always a, a massive, massive Jack Gibson fan. And for those three titles, he won in a row at Parramatta, 81, 82, 83. Club that never won a title. And the other premierships he won, he just a, a super-duper coach. And he was a trendsetter. He went to America and, and came home with a lot of ideas there. And um, where do I, who's number one? Look, how do you go past Wayne Bennett and his premierships? Look, mm-hmm. I'd probably still have Jack on top. And then I can't separate Craig Bellamy and Wayne Bennett as number two. Yeah, you're talking because, to, yeah. Sorry, guys. I'd say you're talking two coaching legends and, well, one who's probably a legend now as well, and Craig Bellamy. The remarkable thing about Craig Bellamy is sustained success over such a long period of time. And the fact he's only missed the finals once, which was the year of the most stripped of the points and the salary cap. And even to get them up like he did last night, and look, they've lost their champions. Paul Kemp wrote a good column about on Saturday. You know, they lost their big three, Slater, Bronx, Smith. But he still kept this football club mm. together and, in a manner where they're going to get the premiership and almighty shake again. And I think he's a great man too, Craig. He's, uh, I just think he's a wonderful advertisement for rugby league. He's, um, he might carry on like half a lunatic in the coaching box each week, but he's a really, really decent person. If you're an average footballer, you go to Melbourne Storm and you become a good to great player. And, um, yeah, he's, a lot of players in rugby league owe him a debt and thanks for what he's done for them over a long period of time. Buzz, it's not a criticism as such, but Bennett's been Broncos, Knights, Dragons, Broncos, South. Gibbo was at Cronulla, Easts, Parramatta. Those changes tend to freshen up a coach, where with Craig, he's managed to stay ahead of the game and fresh at the one club 
which makes his achievements down there even more extraordinary. Mm. Yeah, well, have, Wayne Bennett had a long time too at um, the Broncos. And you look back to Sir Alex Ferguson, what did he have at Manchester United? Oh, 21, 21 years. years as, yeah, yeah. yeah, as the manager. And then he took on a, a different managerial role. But you're right, Bulldog. Um, the fact that, and he's had some interesting personalities to stay on top of too down there. Like, as much as these guys are great football players, you know, they all have egos. They, mm. they all need to be managed. And, um, yeah, just a wonderful, wonderful coach. And uh, I always enjoy his company. Always. Another remarkable thing with Craig, but it doesn't matter who you are, he'll always return a phone call. And I know you rate that highly, Ray. You've spoken about Peter mm. Melandis the same. Yeah. Mm. You know, I rang him the Friday before last and left a message for the return of call, Craig. And, I didn't hear from him. I said, this is the first time ever I haven't heard back from him. Any... So anyway, my phone goes at 7 a.m. Monday. And it's belly ache. He said, oh, mate, just apologising. I left my phone at work all weekend. There you go. Yeah. Always a reason, isn't he? Yeah. You know, he's uh, he's a great man. He really is. Mm. And um, as much as I felt for the West Tigers uh, last night, they were terrific. I was pleased um, that they could... Um, you know, play yeah. so strong and, and keep that remarkable first round record intact. They manufactured a win out of nothing, and uh, they, they are so well coached, as you said. Hey, Buzz, two games to complete round one today. Love your tips on the Parramatta Gold Coast clash and North Queensland Bulldogs at six pm. Yeah, I heard um, was it you, Bulldogs, saying that Eels had win easily. I uh, I, I talked back. Like the- it was a uh, an SMS message saying they'll win by 30. I'm not so sure myself there'd be that oh, no, margin no, no, buzz. Yeah, I rate the uh, Titans highly. I, I really do. And um, any side with Tino for feeder in the in the forward back are going to cause Parramatta a lot of issues there this afternoon. Look, Eels have beat them, but I'm hoping it's going to be like uh, all the other games this weekend, apart from Thursday night, and uh, go down to the wire. So Parramatta to win there. And this last game, Cowboys Bulldogs. I'd look I'm looking forward to this game mm. as much as any other match this weekend in that both sides are absolutely desperate for success, not just success but early success. Um you look at that Bulldogs forward pack on paper, Thompson, Vaughan, Hetherington, Pangai Junior, Josh Jackson, you'd expect them to control the middle of the football field. Having said that, I still think the Cowboys will win at home. I think they're more brilliant in the back line. And um, Tamalolo is back, you know, fit after a disappointing year last season by his standards. So I think the Cowboys will win, but it'll be a cracking game of football. Yeah, looking forward to that. Hey, Buzz, I'll leave you on this thought. Um, A listener has SMSed, no name. The biggest accolade I think Bellyate gets is the respect he has in Victoria. Says it all, doesn't it? You know, it does, and someone was even telling me the other day, Raymond, that the Richmond Leadership Group called into Storm. Now, how great a Richmond leadership to sit on on a couple of Craig Bellamy's meetings last week. Wow, that says a lot. Yeah, terrific. Yeah, and it it backs up exactly what your text messaging um, listener just said. No, 100%. Hey, Buzz, fantastic, and um, you handled those bounces from Ray Hadley well, so well done, mate. Oh, Raiden. you reckon you got me by surprise there, mate. Thanks for the warning. He might have got you, Ray. Ray might have got you, Buzz. It was Ray from Borkham Hills. That's all we knew. How do you score it, Bulldog? How do you score that? Oh, round one knockout. <laughs> oh, He's always going to say that. It was Mike that. Tyson versus... <laughs>
<laughs> Buster Douglas, you know, it was embarrassing. No, Buster I, Douglas I, beat Mike Tyson. I, I'm telling you, it was a coward punch in the park. <laughs> <laughs> Good on All you, right. Buzz. <laughs> we'll, we'll talk next week. See you, buddy.